0: Did you happen to listen to the soundtrack before we did this? I did not.
1: I'm that? only familiar with the uh, the Godsmack song.
0: That is okay. I will tell you that if you listen, if you know that song, you probably know the rest of the album, because all the songs sounds exactly the same. I mean, that that song stands alone. It sure does. It sure does. <laughs> to the newest, actually new episode of Movies from Green Hell. I'm Dylan, and just doing a little uh, housekeeping here to get started. Uh, like I said, first brand new episode. Uh, everything before this was previously recorded and was featured on the Patreon and briefly was on Toilet of Hell. Toilet of Hell. I shouldn't just like try to say that as one word. But uh, now it lives here on the Diary of Doom feed, and you'll be able to find updates about that. On the Diary of Doom Instagram page, Uh, for any newcomers, this podcast is going to be looking at movies that boast a heavy metal soundtrack. I use that term loosely uh, in some cases, probably, uh, or a heavy metal vibe or something along that manner. And uh, probably some stoner flicks as well, and uh, occasionally there might be a crossover between those two subgenres. Uh, we'll talk about the heavy metal songs used in the movie, and then the movie itself, and then probably some other shit we've been checking out, whatever else is on our minds. Uh, last episode, we had Kit from I Hope You Suffer On, and he's back for the, I don't know what you would call this, season two <laughs> <laughs> opener. Round two. Fight! So uh, my beer is about to overflow. Oh. <laughs> We're off to a good start. Um, welcome back, Kit. Strong, and yeah. uh, strong first stepping in. Season.
1: Yeah, of course. This is a a much more watchable film than the last one. Yeah, so Kit had to dog shit
0: movie. Kit had to sit through Jonah Hex for the first and probably last time on the uh, the last episode. Yeah. And, uh, God, I hope I hope it's the last time. It was a fun listen back. Uh, how much you fucking hated that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Nathan was supposed to join us at the time, uh, but his uh, internet gave out, so he lucked out, but made him he made himself watch it anyway, which I don't know why any sane person would, but <laughs> there you go. Sorry Nathan. Uh... Not that, sorry. <laughs> but this time we uh, decided to do a movie that's um in some ways the um, very similar vibes, but uh, in my opinion infinitely better. Um, for even for how kind of ridiculous it is. Uh, 2002's The Scorpion King. I'm sure a number of people remember this coming out and having a, a very specific track in it that uh, defines it as a, quote, heavy metal movie. Um, but Kit, what's uh, your history with The Scorpion King? As I understand it, I've heard through the grapevine that you are actually a big fan of this movie.
1: Possibly. I don't know. I don't, I don't know who would have told you that. <laughs> Wow. Rude, rude liar person i remember i was big big wrestling kid i'm still a big wrestling kid uh <laughs> huge fan of the rock was still watching as he started you know getting into hollywood and uh you know just his first big thing was he was in the mummy returns and he was the scorpion king which you know surface level that sounds fucking cool as hell you've got the rock one of the like coolest dudes in the business, and he's going to play the Scorpion King? I'm in. Shows up badass. in that movie. Like, he's he's really cool for, like, 20 seconds at the start, and then you don't see him until, like, the last 10 minutes of the movie, and he's awful PlayStation 2 graphics. Like, oh, what the fuck?
0: It's but so still, bad! Like
1: Even for a its time, child, it's not good. Yeah, <laughs> being a child, it's like, well, he looks super cool. And then, you know, not long after that, I'm like, "Hey, this did really well. We're going to do a prequel Scorpion King." Like, Absolutely. I want to watch The Rock fuck shit up as the
0: Scorpion King. Pre-Scorpion mode. <laughs> yeah, pre-pre-Scorpion. That pre-Scorp life. I remember at the time being like, "I think it looks cool, but not because it actually looks cool. I like the idea of a half scorpion, half Person as like a monster. It's cool. It's like a classic yes. kind of monster thing, but not when you're trying to have, as you said, PlayStation One level graphic render renderings of The Rock. I mean, it was like a hair above like current WWE and WWF wrestling games at the time. It was
1: so bad. Yes, it was oh my god. Like it didn't look good at the time. So now it's like, what in the hell were we even doing?
0: Like, I'm trying to think of something that even, like, comes close to how goofy that was at the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was such a standout. And you see a little bit of it in the trailer, too. I remember and being like, oh, man, he's going to be like a big scorpion monster. You're like, oh. Yeah. Like, it <laughs> makes the giant sand face look really oh, cool compared to dumb scorpion man. Yeah. So, it's like thankfully, that, we don't get that in this movie. That's
1: incredible. Like, they, they made the sand look just like the face on Mars. Like, wow, so realistic in comparison <laughs> to uh, fucking Dwayne Scorpion over here. <laughs> Dwayne Scorpion. I was all excited for a, a spin-off prequel thing, so obviously went and saw it because I was a child. And was super entertained because, like, that in Chronicles of Riddick was, like, dumb seal clap. Like, Ah-ha! it's delightful. And then, you know, you watch it back when you're 30 and it's like, Jesus Christ, this is, <laughs> this is a nothing, a nothing of a
0: film. It, it is pretty much that, like for me, you know, obviously we were talking about The Mummy, Mummy Returns. Like, I love The Mummy, the first one. Like, I'm a big fan of that movie. I even like The Mummy Returns, despite the bad, um, you know, <laughs> a rock scorpion thing. No brainer for me to be a big fan of this at the age of 12. Right. Side note: The Mummy Three fucking sucks. That movie blows. Um, <laughs> just gotta just putting that out there. But I definitely saw the Scorpion King in the theaters, maybe a couple of times. Definitely watched it a lot on TV. Played a Game Boy Advance game version of it. Something oh, about like yeah.
1: something Got about a side the game,
0: right? Yeah, something about ISIS, not uh, the god, not the band, or the terrorist <laughs> or organization. The ter- yeah. <laughs> And I read the book, the novelization. Remember when those were things? Oh shit! <laughs> you know what I found out the other day is um, Sylvester so Stallone wrote the novelization of Rocky II, but wrote it from the perspective of Rocky in Rocky's voice. <laughs> That's fucking fantastic. So we're I, trying to uh, track down a copy of that, my friends and I, and maybe read it. <laughs> I, I really like. Just as a side note, there's like been a
1: recent kind of um. Uh, Trend of older horror movies getting like novelizations now from mm-hmm. from people. Way into that, we should keep
0: that up. My Bloody Valentine just got one for some reason, but why not? Hmm. Interesting, because um, I used to read a lot of those as a kid. A lot of the movie adaptations, and oftentimes I'm like, yeah. this is better than the movie. <laughs> like, there's just ideas are fleshed out better and stuff. I don't know, but we're not talking about how this improved uh, the Scorpion King. Yeah, um, <laughs> sadly. Also, I recall that the Scorpion King action figure was fucking terrible. So let's have a quick uh look at that real quick. Uh, because I think it's uh how the fuck do I do this? It's under they changed this damn thing around. <laughs> let's have a quick look here at this. I don't, I don't remember the action figure. Holy there, Christ. I mean, like, <laughs> just that, that is not the rock. I'm sorry. He, he looks like Rob Schneider. <laughs> Like, if you took Rob Schneider's face and, like, combined it with, like, putty from Seinfeld. Yes. <laughs> it's so it's, horrific. it's It doesn't even look like the... It looks nothing like The Rock. I do not remember him trying to, like, pinch a loaf in the middle of this movie. It,
1: <laughs> he's so... He's got, like, really twiggy arms, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it... This was back before The Rock was, like, clearly using steroids like he was (laughs) using a little
0: but stronger than that sarah (laughs) remarked like how actually like much smaller he looked in this movie compared to like him now he he just looks like a normal like strongish guy you know maybe like comparable to like arnold when arnold was kind of at his peak Like he was big, like he was just like a big dude and and shit. And then now it's just like, oh my God, (laughs) this man is a mountain.
1: He used to be a guy who goes to the gym and now he's like, he's eating all of the cod in the world and he's like made out of stone and can like hardly move his arms because he's (laughs) so big.
0: (laughs) He just looks like kind of like awkward when he fights people now. Yes. Absolutely. It's like yeah, you
1: could absolutely beat the shit out of everyone, but if they just kinda like move at the right angle, you can't you can't reach them. Or like if they get behind you, it's like having an itch on your back you can't get to. <laughs> but it's his entire back. They just can't can't reach back there.
0: He's like uh he's kinda like uh, Michael Keaton Batman, can't really like turn around. He's like yeah, if you get around his... side of him, like and, and you're you just sort of body. like If you circle strafe the rock, uh, you can take him out and then just throw projectiles at him. (laughs) His traps are too big. He can't turn his head and just got to move the
1: whole body.
0: Um, But I think I agree with you that, like, my biggest gripe with this movie is that it's not more of, like, a bad good despite it being really goofy. Like, it's kind of not bad as a really dumb action movie because it's not totally incompetent which is kind of surprising that it's not like more like just batshit crazy. I feel like the early 2000s action movies generally played it kind of safe. You know, like there wasn't not a lot of like really crazy shit that was going on in them because it was such a weird, fragile time for cinema. (laughs)
1: Yeah, this feels very much like it's a it's like it's a cartoon. It's so over the top and very silly, but not in like a super wacky way just like in a Oh, uh, look can you believe the rock just did that
0: that's so crazy oh he did the thing that we fully expected him to do everyone expected him to do that that's yeah. not weird <laughs> like
1: the entire film is like you know that section of beyond thunderdome where mad max like he encounters the kids and it's just like
0: actually kind of i have really not annoying. seen uh thunderdome yet that's the only one i haven't oh, seen of man, the mad max man. movies
1: Spoiler alert, there's a really annoying, like, hour stretch where he finds some kids in a waterfall and it's like weird little whimsical side adventure. Or like a, if you've seen The Last Jedi, like, the whole casino sequence. This whole film is the casino sequence. Just all of it. (laughs) Like, why did this happen? Yeah, it's just, why is this happening? It's just wacky hijinks. Like, yeah,
0: yeah. You somehow have like a New York Jewish stereotype basically in this movie almost yeah. too. There's a lot of strange things that exist um, in this film given the time that it came out. Was very surprised to see that this was directed by Chuck Russell, who's actually made some yeah. good movies. Like he did Nightmare yes. on Elm Street 3, yes. Blob Remake, which I'm a big fan of, and The Mask, which is a huge blockbuster film. Like that, and was, it's pretty good like, too. Yeah,
1: as as a kid, that was like a major thing. Like the mask was everywhere for a long time. So his his name popped up at the when the credits hit, and I was like, "What the fuck, Chuck Russell did this?" And then another surprising name was the the next credit was for the screenplay, which included David Hayter.
0: Fucking solid Snake wrote this snake. movie. <laughs> I was like, bro, come on. Solid Snake should stick to voice acting. (laughs) (laughs) The one thing that I always remember about David Hayter, besides obviously being Solid Snake, is that for many years, he was trying to write the Lost Planet movie, which is a video game that I remember being really stupid.
1: (laughs) I completely forgot about that. I completely forgot about Lost Planet, even. Because it's very forgettable. (laughs) Yeah. They made three of them still. What? I don't know. A That's insane. Played the first one, but they made three somehow. Jesus. That's unfortunate. Maybe David Hader wrote two and three. <laughs> they would give him the movie, but they're like, yeah, just write some of the games. No one's going to buy them. Who cares?
0: Uh, I've got these scripts laying around. What am I going to do with them? Yeah. Uh, what if the planet had more ice? <laughs> well, Snakey could try selling them. Selling them? <laughs> <laughs> Jake, are you not familiar with the concept of selling something for profit what's profit <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> emma i'm just got to go back to this other ice plan
0: yeah chuck russell also made some uh not good movies i don't know what your uh, feelings are on eraser i'm of the opinion it's not very good <laughs> it's it's what i wish this
1: movie was and that it's not very good but i find it very entertaining CGI
0: crocodiles getting
1: shot in the face. It's the best. The best (laughs) sequence.
0: Like Everybody has been wanting uh, Arnold to crocodiles, and that movie finally gave it to us. What what more could you ask for? uh, He also made a movie called Bless the Child, which I know nothing about. And then two movies with John Travolta, I Am Wrath, and Paradise City. And if you haven't seen the clip of John Travolta saying the title of the movie I Am Wrath... Who the hell are you? I am Wrath. Do yourself a favor and look it up. <laughs> that movie looks that. like I that. dog shit. That. Uh, I haven't seen it either, and I don't plan on to, but I, I might drop that clip in there just uh, for you, everybody. You say that now. We're going to be back here in like four months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're gonna find out that like yes. uh cannibal corpse has a song and they would be like oh it qualifies yeah <laughs> oh no there's also another notable name involved in this co-produced by vince sorry vince mcmahon typo i wrote of Vinch. course <laughs> good old vince he mcmahon to have his name right But, yeah, he's an executive producer only because uh, he technically owns The Rock, like, the title of The Rock. He obviously wanted to earn his uh, keep for this one.
1: It's not in any way involved with uh, the WWE, like, production studio, right? It's it's just Vince McMahon's name on it.
0: As far as I can tell, it is not involved in WWE at all. Like, I I don't recall there being a WWE logo in front of it, which I... I've now watched a few WWE movies, and it's very obvious when it is a WWE movie. (laughs) They tell you as much. Um, Wrestling rings show up. But that being said, I could totally see how this could be mistaken for a WWE movie because looking at it now, I'm like, God, you can tell this is a movie.
1: (laughs) I was going to joke that there's probably at least one WWE produced movie that's better than this, but I, I really don't think there is. No, Not this is that I've seen.
0: This is still way better than um... Uh, *Leprechaun
1: Origins* or
0: whatever. <laughs> oh, I forgot they produced that for some fucking reason.
1: With, with Hornswoggle as the titular character,
0: <laughs> I'll get around to watching *Synergy*. What *Synergy*? That <laughs> But this movie does have kind of an interesting cast. Um, obviously, you've got Dwayne the Rock Johnson as Matthias of Akkad. He's an Acadian, so that's Akkad? Akkad? I don't really know how to say that properly. I just know how to say he is someone from, he is of Acadian Ak- heritage. Or the Scorpion King, if you just want to call him that. And then you've got Stephen Brand <laughs> as the villain, Memnon. He is a thousand percent not Middle Eastern. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Hu as Cassandra the Sorceress, Grant Heslov as Arpid, Bernard Hill, King Phaedon from uh, the Two Towers as Phylos. I feel like I've seen (laughs) the guy, Grant Heslov, in some other things. I don't remember what, though. The late Michael Clark Duncan as Balthazar. (laughs) He's like probably the best thing about this movie. Oh, 100%. So I knew that he had
1: died but I did not realize it was 11 years ago.
0: I thought it was more recent than
1: that, and I was like, what? Where I know. <laughs> I was like,
2: surely
1: uh, I've right.
0: seen him in something recently. Like, And you're like, oh, no. They had to recast him in the Sin CD sequel with the Allstate yeah. guy. <laughs> I've never seen that movie, and I feel like it's dog shit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I used to love the first one. like I loved the first one that, when I was younger, and now I'm probably like, that's ah, probably not as good as, it, as I thought it was when I was a kid. <laughs> one, one devastating
1: thing about growing up, all of the all of the wonderful things, well, not all of the wonderful things. A lot of the wonderful movies, anyway, you enjoyed It's like, oh, no,
0: this doesn't check out. Yeah, <laughs> this was not good actually. And yeah, uh, I'll tell you one thing that did not hold up about this movie is the uh, the soundtrack. So this was uh, very new metal heavy. I mean, they really like kept it in the lane for this soundtrack because, you know, I feel like with um, heavy metal soundtracks, usually you get like at least a little bit of variety. You know, you'll get some death metal, some industrial metal, maybe you'll get like Like, if you're lucky, you'll get, like, a a, a faster Doom band or something like that. You know, a lot of thrash, definitely, in, like, the 80s and shit like that, of course, and hair metal. This is just fucking every single big new metal like, butt-rock band of the 2000s that you could get. Because they were ready to sell their music for movies. Absolutely
1: ridiculous lineup on this. Yeah. You've got Rob Zombie
0: and Ozzy Osbourne together. And that song is not good because it's Ozzy produced to out the wazoo plus record scratching plus Rob Zombie basically scatting the entire time. (laughs) And it's like, I enjoy some Rob Zombie tracks. I'm not going to lie. I like White Zombie and I expect a combination of these two to be like, at worst, a generic collaboration. This is generically uninspired collaboration. It's so bad. It sounds like it was recorded in, like, three different countries, and they had to send the files together to build it. It's really bad.
1: <laughs> They're, like, trying real hard to level everything properly, and just gave up halfway
0: through, oh, Yeah. It's- Also, I feel like none of this music is in the fucking movie. And if it is, it's just instrumental parts that you can't really hear when it's like, that you can't really like hear because everything else is going on. The only two tracks that I swear are in this movie for real, it's the Godsmack song, I Stand Alone, of course, which everybody knows that. It stands alone as being like the corniest fucking song ever. And (laughs) then of all the tracks on here, the Mushroomhead song,
1: (laughs) That's very surprising when they've got, like, they even have a Nickelback song. Oh, like, yeah. Nickelback was huge at the time. Good. Creed. Yep. Who? Uh,
0: oh, ooh. that song was rough. <laughs> I,
2: <laughs>
0: I I don't know if it's like fair to dunk on them, but like I do not like that band. That is
1: <sighs>
0: that is not something that should still be like headlining festival circuits it's
1: crazy (laughs) super crazy always always wonderful to see cold chamber involved with anything
0: (laughs) i have spent so little time with cold chamber so when this came on i was like what the fuck is this it's just a cacophony of sounds (laughs) and i guess they're reuniting for this like big really weird heavy well whatever you want to call it Heavy metal festival in Vegas that's not Psycho Las Vegas. Oh no. Yeah, it's really odd because you have bands like Skinny Puppy and the Melvins and Monster Magnet playing alongside a reunited cult chamber, Corn and Evanescence, and uh, a whole bunch of other really odd bands what? just like thrown together on a, on a bill.
1: What a powerfully 2000s
0: lineup. And also right. the Melvins. But players. also. But also, why are, is Killing Joke on this? <laughs> like, It's just <laughs> so bizarre. It's odd. I don't know. It, it, it's, it's, it defies logic, but yeah. And uh, every other song on here, it's like, there's bands on here I've never even heard of. Flaw, Twelve Stones, Lafer, yeah, Injected. I don't Injective. know any of these. I thought this was Breaking Benjamin. It was Breaking Point. Like, I've never <laughs> heard of these songs. They all sound exactly the fucking same. I think the only song that was actually like good on here was system of a Down's track streamline which is not their best song but it's i like that song it was (laughs) i didn't dislike it it was just there's parts of it where i'm like this doesn't really make any sense together and then all of a sudden i'm like oh the song is working it sounds cool yeah that sounds right I guess that's system for you, though. So, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I can't recommend the soundtrack. Sorry for anybody that's, like, a hardcore fan of it. So. If, you're, if you're
1: really looking forward to listening to Ironhead or uh, To Whom It May Concern by Creed,
0: maybe just skip. It's maybe not even in it. the fucking movie. Yeah. So, following the film's release, there were initial plans for a sequel with The Rock to return as Matthias and go up against a new villain named Sargon. But these plans eventually fell through and the project was shelved, which resulted in a direct-to-video prequel, The Scorpion King 2, Rise of a Warrior, which came out in 2008 and had Michael Coppin as Matthias and Randy Couture as Sargon. Oh, yeah. Have you seen this movie?
1: I have. I (sighs) don't recall much from it because it was overshadowed by Scorpion King 3
0: battle for redemption came out in 2012 with victor webster as matthias and billy zane as villain king talus oh yeah
1: you bet your ass billy zane was yeah. this
0: overshadowed by the fourth film it's... in the franchise the scorpion no, King was 4 so... quest for power
1: <laughs> i was so disappointed in scorpion king 4 because 3 was so awesomely stupid you've got billy zane doing kung fu uh ron perlman's there
0: Oh, we got a Ron uh, Perlman appearance.
1: There's a magnificent scene where uh, this person comes in and he's like painted art for like the queen and supposed to be like her likeness. And it is legitimately on the level of that dude who restored the Mona Lisa and made it look all fucking goofy. <laughs> <it's like> that. <laughs> but they just they play it totally straight. And he's like, thank you. That is a lovely gift. It's beautiful. She'll love it. And I was just like,
0: what? But how? I don't think it was a joke. It was just like... But how can you outdo the fourth one? It has Michael Bean and Rucker Hauer and Lou Ferrigno and Eva Torres in it.
1: I know, but it was boring. <laughs> Three was not. Three had uh, river ninjas. Like Someone river was taking a piss ninjas. in a river and then just a bunch of ninjas rose up out of the water and they started fighting through the forest. And I was like, yep, this is my shit. This is what I want out of any Scorpion
0: King movie. All right, well, I think three might means... be the best one. Whole series. <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch the, all these movies now. Additionally, you have Will Kemp portrayed the villain of that film, Drazen, who was the, the distant uh ancestor of uh Victor Drazen from the first season of 24. Whew, just pulled that out of my back pocket from many years ago. <laughs> uh, a fifth and final film, The Scorpion King Book of Souls was uh, released in 2018 starring zach mcgowan as matthias and peter mensa as the villain nebserek which i'm pretty sure is probably a one-man black metal band too
1: <laughs> based on scorpion king lore <laughs> no, that's uh,
0: yeah so a couple other things about the movie uh uh, the rock has said that to give the Scorpion King character a life of its own, he intentionally shied away from using any trademarks of his WWF character the Rock. The only exception was <laughs> the, the people's yeah, Eyebrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they'll never know it's me.
1: Like <laughs> man, it's your it's your first like movie. Like, come on, indulge yeah. a little bit.
0: The only exception was the people's eyebrow, which he does in response to another character's reference to uh, their harem of women. He said he included it to acknowledge the millions and millions of rock fans. uh, And the score briefly includes his entry music. I missed it. Sorry. Arguably the best trivia here. This was Bill Hader's last film as a production assistant. He'd freelanced on several film and television projects. I know, right? (laughs) That's That's legitimately shocking. I know. He quit after working 20 hours straight one day on the film's Mystery Mesa set in California. The Rock later hosted Saturday Night Live when Hader was a cast member.
1: Can you fathom working a 20-hour day for the fucking Scorpion King?
0: <laughs> I would love oh to know God. what it was like. I'm sure Bill Hader's just like, well, it was just really fucking boring. We just stood around. It was fucking hot. Half the day was spent just waiting for The Rock, get his all fucking makeup and long bad wig put on. And then uh, we did one thing and called it a day. We had to break down a set. That's my Bill Hader voice. <laughs>
1: pretty good it does remind me of one one other qualm that i have with this film (laughs) one
0: (laughs) yeah it looks so bad it looks like recycled stargate sets yeah it looks like
1: it looks like it's a set like it looks like they're filming a movie on it it's not like in any way a lived-in world or anything like these are clearly just dudes in costumes like (laughs) just saying shit to each other you know
0: it's not even like a Raiders of the Lost Ark thing where like, yes, this is a set, but it's an immaculate set and it's yeah. a well-made set. And this is a movie that had a budget. Like even The Mummy had sets that were nicely done up. This looks <laughs> so cheap, which is probably why everything is kind of shot at like top looking down angle. because then they don't have to like render the backgrounds with a lot of stuff. There's not a lot of expansive like, you Know sweeping shots of the desert in this movie, actually, which is why I'm like, this movie feels weirdly small. They just sort of like Skyrim fast travel from place to place.
1: Everyone's in like totally clean, immaculate looking clothes. You've got Kelly, who looks of ridiculous in, in this leather. movie?
0: She has yes. like basically like Victoria's Secret, you know, desert edition bras on. <laughs> And I don't, like, I'm not trying to say that with disrespect to her. She's doing her best with what she's got. Yeah. Like, no shade to Kelly Who. It's just, like, the, the the presentation of this is, it's, like, no better than One Million Years B.C. with Raquel Welch. It's, like, the same fucking concept. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was so surprised. And, like, even, uh, like, the film grain and the lighting just looks like dog shit. Watching yeah. it back now, it's, like, got that weird thing going on where whenever something's lit incorrectly and the film the film brain, like, kind of clashes with it. So skin doesn't look like normal skin. It's got, like, the kind of splotchy, like, circular zones.
0: Yes, yes, where, like, I don't... It's not even, like, a focus thing. It's just that weird shadow effect where there's, like, sunlight yeah. and a shadow and it just catches things weird. And also because you have to make night seams blue. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, this is very surprising. I was like, this, this movie had the popularity of a like actual franchise, and a decent sized budget. Like, why does it look like dog shit? The Rock wasn't commanding this much money back in two thousand or whatever.
0: I mean, that being said, though, it yeah, it tripled the it tri- quadrupled its budget. Basically, it was a sixty million dollar budget, and it made one hundred and eighty and a half million dollars at the box office. So it that's made a fuckload of money. Crazy. I know. But against the, but still sixty billion bucks, you know, that's definitely a lot of that went to the rock. Yeah. I will say though, only like ninety minutes, which is Yes. Totally perfect. good. Yeah. Which actually after initial edits, the movie was only seventy minutes long, so they had to shoot more things. I was like, what is this, Jonah Hex? That's <laughs>
1: That's why that's why it feels like just those kind of like, you know, uh, oh, what the fuck was I gonna call it? Like a thrill ride, like a roller coaster kind mm-hmm. of thing, where it's just like you're just on a ride, kind of scenes. That's why, because they had to pat it out. Just like, oh, well, chase, chase a kid through a bazaar for fucking twenty minutes. Who cares? We just need to <laughs> pat out the film. Like it doesn't matter.
0: And apparently early in the production, the villain role was written for Chow Yun-Fat and uh, his manager, Terrence Chang, vetoed it, saying that Chow never plays villains and that doing so would betray his fans. (laughs) I was like, why don't you just put Chow Yun-Fat in the fucking movie then? It would have made it better. Such a a stupid reason.
1: But it it worked out so well for him. (laughs) He didn't have to be in the Scorpion game. Yes. As the most forgettable villain of the 2000s.
0: And as I alluded to earlier, uh, none of the actors in this movie are Iraqi slash Mesopotamian, Egyptian, or Sudanese slash Nubian. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is Samoan and Afro-Canadian. Stephen Brand is Scottish. Kelly Hu is Chinese, English, and Hawaiian. Peter Facinelli is Italian. Bernard Hill is English. Grant Heslov is Ashkenazi Jewish and Michael Clark Duncan was African American. Some consider this film an unofficial adaptation of the Conan the Barbarian stories. Um, no. Somebody on the internet said that and somehow it's become fact on IMDb. Yeah, That's not true. Just,
1: it's just become a thing. It's like taken on a life of its own. Like...
0: And also, this was another weird one that said it on here. Kelly Who's character's powers and limitations are reminiscent of Jane Seymour's In the James Bond movie Live and Let Die. Why did anybody write that? (laughs) (laughs) Who wrote that? Why did you write that? Was that
1: on the IMDb trivia page? This is my favorite place on the internet because people just put the dumbest shit. Oh, he's named Dwayne. There is a famous actor from 1924 who was also named Dwayne. (laughs) He had a scorpion one
0: time. That's fucking cool, man. Thanks.
1: That was very helpful.
0: Dwayne, the Rock Johnson, shares a name with the main character. Uh, Oh, my God. This is what would happen, though. He shares a a first name with the main character, Dwayne Hicks, from Aliens, who was played by Michael Biehn, who would later go on to be in the fourth Scorpion King movie, for some reason. Yeah, right. (laughs) Some goofy shit like that. Let's get into the finer points of this movie. We open up with a one-eyed guy in the mountains somewhere receiving a throwing star directly to the face, and then a bandit leader drinking from a skull. Strong, strong start. Yeah, not immediately just
1: downhill. <laughs> like so- you waste no time setting your expectations too high and then blowing them.
0: Uh this just like ruining
1: all that goodwill.
0: I know. Like, I was like, oh, this is kind of badass. You got this guy, he's like He's drinking from the skull. He's he's bragging about killing all kinds of people, but he's never killed an Acadian. Yeah. Luckily, they have one, basically crucified. Hooch, <laughs> you want to get in on this? Hooch, yeah.
2: huh?
0: No, he's just gonna chew on his bum.
1: Uh...
0: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the noises. Yeah. The snorts. So they're gonna kill this crucified Acadian. Also, the like. Outfits that, like I said, totally 1 million years BC outfits up in here. This Acadian guy's got some face tattoos as well. That looked like he got them done like yesterday in Sharpie. Yeah. <laughs> but thankfully, his brother, the Rock, I mean the Scorpion King, drops in from the ceiling and kills a variety of people uh, with a lot of painful-looking arrows before drawing his sword and very quietly says boo, as his first line of dialogue and then makes everybody run away and he fights people to Ridiculous music.
1: Another thing this movie does not have going for it is all of the action scenes in this action movie are incredibly boring.
0: (laughs) They are very straightforward.
1: It's just like in no way inventive. It's just like, I'm gonna roll you over a table and then like kick you and you're gonna do a backflip.
0: it's not even like they're using the rock doing wrestling moves, you know. Yeah,
1: at least at least that you know you get the the pop from being like, yeah, you rock bottom that guy through a
0: table. I feel like people would have been disappointed that he didn't do more like wrestling stuff. I didn't really have like I wasn't a wrestling fan, so I was just like, oh, it's action, whatever. But I feel like now, knowing like the scope of how wrestling fans are, I feel like they would expect that. It was just like, nope, didn't happen.
1: Can you imagine? How much better this movie would have been if at the end he just power bombed Mimnom Mimnon off the off the top of the like fucking wall that they're fighting on.
0: Mimnomnom, Mimnom Mimnomnom. Like, Like, (sighs) we'll get to him. The Scorpion King beats the fucking shit out of everybody before he jumps down, using a guy as a weight and pulls up a chandelier and kills the bandit leader by slamming him so hard into the roof he explodes. Pretty cool. I think also he was wielding like plastic moose horn weapons. They looked really fit. <laughs> like, as you said, this movie looks really cheap.
1: It's specifically every weapon. Like, that's not not just for those like weird moose horn things. I mean every sword, like <laughs> any kind of spear or arrow. Like, it's all clearly <laughs> rubber, like, hooked. <laughs> I don't know that this would even hurt if you actually hit someone with it. It, it might, might so leave, cute. like,
0: a mild rash. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just from whatever plastics they use. Like, Yeah,
0: but uh, anyway, he's dead, and uh, the Scorpion King saves his brother. So time for some exposition. Uh, we find out Ooh. about Memnon, who's the leader of this great horde of warriors and he's leading this like giant campaign and terrorizing the land and uh he's got this um sort of uh really a handicap so to speak uh because he's got a sorcerer who can kind of predict all uh the outcomes of the battle so he knows exactly what to do so um he's not really like a very efficient general he's just lucky
1: yes (laughs) lucked into having a sorceress like Come on, guy. Get good.
0: Using the Patriot Act of its time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He's got, like, she's his own personal, like,
0: game FAQs. Like. <laughs> if you take out this group first, it'll make things significantly easier before going this way, and then you can approach from the rear. <laughs> uh, so a bunch of, uh, like, uh, the people, the different regions and representatives gather in you know the local park to figure out what to do about Memnon uh and some of them don't believe that he can be defeated like Michael Clark Duncan who is here as Balthazar and he says despite his efforts he hasn't been able to stop Memnon and then this like shithead provokes him into playing Mercy but then the Scorpion King shows up and stops him from killing him and they uh, decide to hire the Acadians, who I guess are like the last of their race, to stop Memnon. And they get a big bag of plastic jewels. Boom! What? All your backstory you need. What, what more could you need? Uh, it's all right there. We meet the Scorpion King's uh, camel, uh, which involves some lines I have always remembered for some fucking reason. Horses are faster, but camels are smarter. <laughs> And then this sets up the dynamic of the rock talking to this fucking camel the entire movie. Like man, why do you need why do you need a smart animal to ride? Uh apparently this camel was impossible to work with because I remember watching like a making of thing and the rock being like, "Oh, the camel was such an asshole basically." <laughs> like just wouldn't do what it was told to do. Smart. Smart camel. Camel smart,
1: yeah. <laughs> it knows. It knows. It knows what kind of movie it's on. I was like, ah, fuck this. They're not paying me for this. I want no part.
0: So they sneak into Memnon's camp and we meet the funny guy of the movie. What's his name again? I can't, I can never remember. Um Arpin. Uh, I have no idea. It, I Can I just, I'm just going to call him funny guy. Is that fine? We, we all know who I'm talking about, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. This movie's Benny. Exactly. Scorpion Benny. Yeah, he's Scorpion Benny. And uh he's a horse thief and he's being threatened to have his tongue removed. He's tied up upside down, by the way. So the Scorpion king <laughs> fires an arrow with a rope attached to it and swings down into the camp, but his camel, who has a rope tied to it, lays down and he falls into the camp and fights a bunch of dudes and saves the funny guy and then punches him out so he will because he won't be quiet. And then he meets up with his brother. <laughs> I love I love this that he meets up with the other two Acadians and apparently all they had to do was just walk in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, The Rock had to go through all this trouble, loudly killed a bunch of people, and then they're just like, oh, we just went in through the front door. There are no doors. It's a
1: camp. <laughs> like, honestly, it's a it's a good uh, parallel for this movie because in the movie, there's that moment, like, right towards the beginning where The Rock could easily, like, let fire an arrow and fucking murder Mimnon, right? And he just, like, it doesn't. He waits, like, ten minutes, and then he's like, oh, now they're going to kill the kid and I got to save him instead. Bro, if you had let that arrow go, you could have saved me an hour and 20 minutes of my life. <laughs> like, come on.
0: This is why we need to invent the technology that allows us to interact with movies so that we can, like, change the yeah. direction of the arrow and be like, oh, it's over. Let's see how the rest of the movie turns out. And then it just uses, like, AI to generate a really weird movie. Yeah.
1: AI generated Scorpion King.
0: I'm okay Maybe with better that. better
1: than the actual one.
0: I, I would be very okay with that. That seems like a good use of, uh, of AI. The only
1: use, really. <laughs>
0: uh, they obviously get ambushed by archers. So despite being the greatest warriors of all time, they are very easily ambushed. and yeah, get Not, shot not terribly attentive. No, no. The Scorpion King cuts into a tent to find the sorcerer, who we find out is a sorceress. Uh, incredibly dramatic turn by Kelly, who here, just like literally with like a whoosh and everything. And she's basically wearing Doctor Strange's cape and a diamond bikini. Like it is. 2000s. Just wild time. 2000s. Uh, and she says that he has been betrayed. And then a bunch of guys fly in, and the Scorpion King kills a bunch more dudes. And like he does kill a lot of people in this movie.
1: That's true. Like this. You think this was the start of Dwayne's whole uh, like, I can't I can't lose a fight. Like, I have to look good in all of my fights thing. To so get uh, drunk with power on Scorpion King, killing fucking 1400 dudes.
0: I don't know, because I know that after this movie came out, the only other, like, really big action movie he did was The Rundown, which I like quite a bit. And then he didn't really do a bunch of action movies, like maybe a few here and there, but they were not remarkable it it took a while for him to like come back as like big action movie star which he is now so i don't know but i do know that his like weird i can't lose to anything it's like vin diesel has the same thing and i'm like so you basically can't have these people in the same movie (laughs) right it seemed
1: like it popped up overnight like he was doing like he did run down and walking tall and then oh my god walking tall is so stupid uh, (laughs) But, uh, he did like Gridiron Gang and Faster, and um, I can't remember what else. Like the weird, like yeah, <laughs> shit like that. And then you know he's in Fast and Furious, I guess. And now he's like one of the biggest action stars in the world, even though he hasn't made a good movie ever.
0: <laughs> no, he really <laughs> hasn't. <laughs> like Molana, it's really incredible. Like that. I, I like I, I like I... Rampage. I will give him Rampage. What what I have seen of Rampage, I have actually enjoyed, but that's simply because I have, you know, a deep affection for kaiju movies. Yeah. It, so it might be the monsters it. carrying that one. Oh, I think so. It's definitely the big um, flying werewolf monster. <laughs> it's him, him being best friends with a gorilla. Yeah, it's another example of a movie where it's just, like, monkey. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> what more do you need? Work for Super Mario Bros.
0: <sighs> oh, man. You know, I thinking about how much i think that as insane as that movie is it's got to be better than this new one coming out
1: oh yeah 100 at least it's um, weird
0: exactly uh so anyway the scorpion king gets taken captive and he meets memnon finally and we find out that the shithead from before obviously betrayed his father carried his decapitated head all the way here to prove as much and then they drag the scorpion king's brother in who Memnon kills with his own blade. <laughs> I damn. was laughing so hard now thinking back to and realizing how ridiculous it is that that guy carried his father's dead head <laughs> with him.
1: <laughs> I feel like in movies people are too trusting like they take your word like I killed your dad and it's like oh damn he killed my dad. Like sometimes you just got to carry you got to carry his head.
0: That's <laughs> really fucking hilarious. The sorceress protests his death, not by Memnon's hands. So the rock, sorry, the scorpion king gets buried in the sand up to his head along with the funny guy. They're buried around fire ant hills and they use smoke to enrage the ants. This is so, 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 so goofy. It's amazing. Like, I mean, I wouldn't want
1: to die like that. No. So. Kinda of bought in on the scene, like, oh yeah, nope, that seems unpleasant. Gotta be a way out of this. It's uh... when it's when funny guys like, oh, I know how I'm gonna escape. See that guy? He's been drinking yak piss for an hour. <laughs> so he's gonna go piss. Like, that's when it's like, wait, hold on. No. Never mind, I'm out.
0: He's just gone through the magic of editing. <laughs> They don't have any explanation for how this works. He's just gone. But Yak
1: Piss. The whole movie lynches.
0: Like, it's lynched on Yak Piss.
1: (laughs) It's a whole pivot point.
0: He does knock this guy out and then a bunch of CGI ants kill him. Looks so bad.
1: (laughs) If you want to watch a good giant killer ant film, Marabunta, way cooler murderous ants look better too
0: <laughs> i've never heard of that movie but i want to watch it now a plus
1: Thumb prime check it out everyone there's no there's no dwayne johnson which is arguably a positive
0: <laughs> the scorpion king agrees to not kill the funny guy in order to get him out so he blows the alcohol slash yak piss onto a torch to roast the ants and scorpion king also has to eat one and kill one with his chin And then Funny Guy starts pulling them off his face, including the line, Oh my, here comes the mother. And then they just cut to them being out of the fire ant pit. Admittedly,
1: pretty good gag to have the rock buried in sand and he's just like smashing ants with his
0: chin. (laughs) I do agree. Pretty solid. Good sight gag. (laughs) so there's no explanation again for how they actually get out of it it's just editing like this is what i mean by like fast travel they just get out of these situations (laughs) they're just like just cut it here it's fine we don't need to show the resolution of this it's like a rescue me if
1: anyone's watched rescue me that's listening every season was a cliffhanger and it's like oh my god how are they going to get out of this like well tune in next season and the next season picks up like six months after the fact and it's like boy that sure was crazy that 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 happened and we got out (laughs) whatever (laughs) exactly like that
0: incredible i want to know as well i had to watch this on plex and it took fucking forever because of the buffer oh my god dude i appreciate the convenience of plex but goddamn it cannot support a lot of streaming (laughs) plex is a great
1: Media server service, but trying to watch any movies that they actually have on the platform is hell. It is yeah. literally hell.
0: I'm <laughs> very appreciative for my access that it provides, but man, sometimes it is an infuriating device or uh, app. <laughs> so back at Memnon's Kingdom. All right, hold up. This guy, like, he is such a fucking, like, loser villain. Like, I do not like this guy. At all, he sucks. He's not good. He's like a nothing. He's just.
1: Why are you here? Like, there's num, nothing num, interesting num, about num. him. <laughs> his his name is the most interesting thing about him. Like, ooh, he can catch
0: arrows. Yeah. Like, wh-
1: who who cares? Who ca- you did it the one time, and then the rock shot you with an arrow, and you died. Like,
0: yeah. Oh, spoiler alert. Uh-
1: <laughs> <yeah>. Is <laughs> that-, that a good payoff? Like, nothing's ruined.
0: No. Back at Memnon's kingdom, the sorceress predicts that he will defeat Queen Isis, and he sends his men to prepare for the campaign. He says he will bring order to the world. At this point, I was like, man, this guy really just reminds me of Sonny Erla from Erna- Erla. <laughs> Sully Erna from Godsmack, but also British. He just has yep. that like weenie guy vibe. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. He's like a dude that he just rides his motorcycle on weekend, like weekend warrior guy, like the, like your typical, like dentist, dentist, Harley weekend warrior kind of guy. it's like, all right, all right. No.
0: <laughs> Memnon or was a dentist before tough. he was a dentist before he started his fucking like borderline uh, templar s crusade. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah he's also obviously got the hots for the sorceress uh so they wind up this is where he his uh kingdom is at the city of gomorrah and the funny guy has to get him into the city to which he remarks they have the city locked up tighter than a crab's buttocks and i have never really thought about crabs having a buttocks
1: i had neither like what a I guess weird line sense. yes Anyway. Do you think he just ad libbed it and no one no one had the heart to be like, oh that
0: wasn't, that wasn't Oh, oh no, I, I I a thousand percent think David Hayter was like, and then he makes a <laughs> joke about a crab's butt. Gonna yeah. Win me an Oscar. Yeah.
1: Writing, writing it in solid snake voice. Locked <laughs> down tighter than a crab's
0: butt. <laughs> <laughs> I know all about crab's butts are my strict survival skills out in the wilderness of Alaska where there's giant crabs. This makes me think <laughs> of crab battle. <laughs> crab battle. Uh, the Scorpion King ultimately winds up just punching him and knocking him out to collect the bounty on him because he is a horse thief, and then sets him down at a bar complete with a sports bar waitress. Uh, And then walks by a guy selling swords who is clearly not saying the words coming out of his mouth. Like, terrible ADR right here. (laughs) I wonder how bad his
1: delivery had to be to where it got dubbed over in this film. (laughs) Like, Like, the bar is very low here
0: uh and then he walks by a brothel and i was laughing so hard at this part because it's just like what is happening where did they get all of this like victoria's secret makeup from (laughs) hilarious the scorpion king manages to get outsmarted by a group of kids who steal his bag of jewels and he chases them down and eventually finds one hiding in a vase and after he coughs up one of the jewels literally He offers him one, if he can get him into Vemnon's palace, which they also do not show them doing this. They just walk in.
2: (laughs) Real good good
0: sneak. (laughs) Uh, To which he says, get ready. I'll kill half and you will kill half. The kid does a take and he goes, okay, I'll kill them all. (laughs) Very funny. Like only laughing because the line is so stupid. (laughs) They actually go another way to get in, which takes them to uh, King Theoden from The Two Towers, who's some kind of alchemist-type guy uh, working on uh, essentially dynamite. And by that, I mean he stole it from the Chinese. Like, he literally yeah. is just like, I stole it from the Chinese and then co-opted it and said it's my own thing. So just some uh, classic British classic, imperialism. Classic right here. white guy,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, And then he is just like, oh, yeah, don't kill me. Memnon's out there. He sucks. Go kill him. Unsurprisingly, training in the training yard, just laying dudes out. Also want to note how white everyone's teeth is in this movie. Seems uh, a tad unrealistic.
1: Very, very weird. Very white, very straight. Like, y'all have been taking
0: care of your teeth. You've been flossing. This is... Well, remember, Memnon was a dentist. Oh, yeah, that's right. This is when we find out that he can catch arrows with his bare hands.
1: I'm sorry, I was, I was thinking of him having a dental empire, and going through like <laughs> setting up, setting up offices, like
0: just ripping people off with co-pays. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I've been saying that a lot because just everything you expect to happen in this movie happens. It's... The kid gets captured, and the Rock. God damn it, uh, the Scorpion King has to choose between killing Memnon or saving the kid. He obviously saves the kid. Scorpion King makes his way back to the alchemy lab and uses a giant catapult to escape. I'll just (laughs) rephrase that. Scorpion King uses a giant, quote unquote, experimental catapult to escape. I'm not really sure what's experimental about this thing. It's clearly used for like- No one survived the escape. Put rocks in it. And I don't mean (laughs) the rock. Unless that's what the joke was. Damn. Is that the I joke? They put a rock in the catapult yeah. instead of an actual boulder. God damn it! This this changed my entire
1: perspective on the film. I think it's very clever now.
0: Are you going to write like a, an edgy, passion field article for like the Daily yes. Beast to be like, "This is actually why the Scorpion King is a genius
1: <laughs> film." I'm starting. I'm starting the uh, Scorpion King revisionism movement. <laughs>
0: Uh, This is when he lands in the brothel slash bathhouse. It's uh, Memnon's harem, basically, and this is when we get the eyebrow from the rock, and that's the entire reason this scene exists. Um, Yes. As well as the uh, women all steal his weapons literally in front of him, and he does not see this happen. Like, they are clearly not good warriors.
1: This leads to I think my favorite, incredibly stupid scene in the movie, Uh, it's uh the guards break in, and they all go to like fire arrows at him and try and kick his ass, and there's like a giant gong, (laughs) so he cuts the ropes on the gong and is behind it and is just like rolling it and staying behind it.
0: Shield, yeah, (laughs) just like rolls out of the room. (laughs) Fantastically dumb. Didn't they already do this in Temple of Doom? I think so. Yeah. In the opening, right? He's got yeah, the, when, uh, when they uh, escape from the... Or something. No, I think it's, like, a big gong. I think they, like, cut no, the I thing because the guy's not... shooting a machine gun at him. So it's literally just, like, recycled from Temple of Doom. but Much worse. <laughs> like, and I'm also thinking, you can just outrun them. They're shooting arrows. <laughs> yeah, like... They're not that good. They're They have the aim of stormtroopers. Yeah. <laughs> But this does, oh my god, this part two is so fucking hilarious. He has to jump out of a window and he crashes through the roof to which a guy is like, go after him. I, that's a great bit in movies when a guy just like willingly sacrifices two of his yeah. goons to like chase them and they immediately die because yeah. they hit the roof and the uh, Scorpion King goes through like a, a thin window it's grating. Like- the and, one
1: soft part.
0: <laughs> yeah, and lands in like a gigantic bathroom that's obviously where the sorceress is and she rises up out of this massive bathtub in like the most sexy photo shoot manner possible with like rose petals in the water and her hair perfectly covering up her breast because this is a PG-13 movie. <laughs> I was laughing so fucking hard at this scene because it's just like... Whoosh, Like a fucking L'Oreal commercial. (laughs) It's so perfectly
1: cliche. They nail it beat for beat, what you would expect out of that scene.
0: She even manages to minorly injure the Scorpion King with her little knife, and he goes, Ow! Yeah. (laughs) Just beat for beat. I'll say it's it's a good trick
1: that this movie pulls where it makes you feel like the sorcerer because you can easily see 30 minutes ahead <laughs> in this film. Like
0: and then he pulls her underwater and to avoid the guards, and somehow like the pool just drains and they're like down yes. this gigantic like sewer drain and they get flushed out into a well where she basically flashes some kids and then he like throws a cloak around her and they make off you know, before the guards find them.
1: What an escape.
0: Uh, The funny guy has to leave the bar that he's at and he steals the camel. And then the alchemist freaks out because the guards are going to maybe come for him and they threatened him before. And the funny guy actually makes off with the camel before Scorpion King uses some of that magic editing to just show up. I noted here that I have been calling him like, you know, Scorpion King the whole time. And uh, yes, his name is Matthias. uh, So I think I just refer to him as Matthias now for the rest of the movie. Matty. Maddie, <laughs> Maddie the Scorp King.
1: <laughs> yeah. Maddy Scorps.
0: Uh, and his plan now is to keep the sorceress alive until he can uh, get close enough to kill Memnon. So Memnon obviously orders uh, Matthias tracked down and killed, and he poises an arrow with Scorpion Venom to be used to kill him. Just stab That's him. A, what yeah. a
1: weird weapon to have. Like, oh, Scorpion just, Venom.
0: Just, like, stab him a He's
1: lot. Cobras all over the fucking place, too. Like, Come on, my guy. There's there's better venoms you can use. Like why why a scorpion?
0: Doesn't he also have like a pair of like tigers that you see for like yeah. one scene and then never again? Yep. <laughs> you would think that they would set those up to be like, oh, he's gonna fight some tigers at one point. Doesn't happen.
1: They blew they blew too much of the budget by the time I got to the tiger scene
0: like, on oh. the on the uh, CGI ants and uh, snakes. Yeah. The CGI Yak Piss. The CGI Yak Piss. So, Matthias takes the sorceress and the funny guy to the Valley of the Dead, which I guess was home at one point for him? I'm not really sure. The sorceress tries to escape in the middle of the night, and uh, it's blue, so we know it's night. And it turns out that (laughs) Matthias has her tied to his leg, in case she tries to do just that. And they... Definitely don't have any sexual chemistry here uh, fighting before she talks nope. about how Memnon has held her captive since she was 10. She's pretty fucked up. So yeah, this guy's a weenie. Matthias talks to this fucking camel again in this or in this part and sees that they're being tracked down and drops off the other two to hide under blankets as a sandstorm is approaching uh, because, of course, there's a sandstorm scene in this movie.
1: Yeah.
0: Why wouldn't there be? Matthias uh, charges at the guys tracking him down with the sandstorm at his back, which he uses cover to attack them. And they, they wind up seeking shelter in a cave, which also has sinkholes in it as uh, a couple of guys die hilariously, just like, ah! <laughs> getting sucked down. So they have to step on a bunch of rocks to traverse this cave. And Matthias is hiding like in sand and in alcoves to take the goons out one by one. And like, man, this cave set looks like shit. It looks like the one from Leprechaun 4. <laughs> like the uh, same
1: room reused over and over again.
0: Yeah, uh, it, it looks so bad. Uh, eventually, uh, he's down to killing the last few, but the leader stabs him with the poisoned arrow. He manages to survive the next day and rises out of the sand in the most ridiculously over-the-top, badass manner possible and pulls the poison arrow out. Then falls down because, duh, he's poisoned. And the sorceress is like, if he survives the blood of the scorpion will always flow through his veins. So she uses CGI magic to suck the venom from him, which almost kills her. And yeah, this looks so stupid.
1: I completely forgotten she's like a sorceress. So this happened and I was like, she's magic now? It's like, oh, yeah, she's a sorceress, I guess.
0: Yeah, like, the use of magic in this movie is just so goofy and lame. Like, I just want to see a guy, like, extend his lower jaw and suck people's life essence. That's cool! And insane! Like, that's what I want to see. Like, I want to see, that's the kind of shit, like, controlling the undead, bringing people back to life, controlling, uh, you know, clouds of evil bugs. Not... Basically, like, not kissed you and your venom, which also, why is the venom glowing? <laughs> yeah, and why can you suck it
1: out like that through their mouth? You're just sucking out, like, venomous vapor?
0: Vaping's bad for you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> says <laughs> Guy, who's, like, immediately vaping. <laughs> she says that she believes that uh, the Scorpion King can free the people from Memnon. His fucking name. Memnon. Nom- nom- Matthias sends a message back to Memnon with a little carrier hawk thing set to some badass guitar orchestral music. And he sends him back with his like head goons amulet thing to show that he's still alive. So Memnon is like panicking and he orders a big feast before the campaign. He doesn't tell anybody that the sorceress has been taken, which I find weird because it's pretty clear that she's gone.
1: Right. Like she's just suddenly not there the the lady that's like always by his side in every scene like (laughs) oh yeah no i just told her to hang out in her room tonight before our you know during our dinner before the
0: big campaign fine don't worry about it uh so back in the desert they just randomly come across king theoden again testing out his stolen chinese dynamite And then wind up at an (laughs) oasis like what like just oh hello how are you you like to just test random explosives out in the desert
1: he's out there and he's like all i needed was salt and this place is filled with it it's like (laughs) what what is happening in this film why are you here (laughs) like
0: next to a big burned out crater They make their way to an oasis and then get ambushed by a bunch of people. And they run into the kid who helped out the Scorpion King earlier. And this is also Balthazar's camp. Uh, He orders them dead despite protests. And Matthias starts beating down guys. And then we get into a big fight between him and uh, Balthazar. Uh, This is what we want, right? Just two big dudes fighting each other, right? Big meaty men slapping meat. Well, all about. I. Apparently, like when their swords broke, that was not scripted, so they had to like improvise the fight scene after that, which I think is like, you know, it's kind of fun. This is probably like, yeah. this is a way better fight than we get with Nebnon, which is really corny, I think. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah,
1: that's wonderful. I didn't realize that that was not scripted because that's like the scene, you know, in my mind, like they're swinging a sword. Just...
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh, cool. But <laughs> like, you don't think the scene is when he grabs a chicken? by accident at one point
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, god i'd already forgotten about that and i watched it like an hour ago
0: <laughs> this set looks really bad this is where i made the oh, comment of like this worst. really looks like a stargate set which prompted me to ask further why haven't we gotten a stargate mummy crossover like right prime there. seems like a prime idea to me let's make it happen so obviously they wind up not killing each other And that evening, during dinner and chill time, Cassandra sees a premonition after patting a young boy on the head that everybody dies, including Matthias and herself. So she pops in to tell him about her vision and says that Memnon will kill everyone, to which he says, Memnon will die by my hand. And we get another vision. It's that early 2000s choppy slow-mo, where it's not really slow motion. It's just fuzzy and, like, little parts are clipped out. You know what I mean? Classic.
1: The classic, like hazy flashback, like what is that the little snippets. Like what is that noise? You that probably hear. There? So there are these dipshits that live in my apartment complex that every day they carry a boom box and they play some song on it. And the other person has a guitar. They don't know how to play guitar. They just <laughs> strum away whatever the fuck and sing along to it. And they circle the complex a couple of times so they they haven't been doing it this past week because it's been fucking cold out, but they're back.
0: How how is it that all of you on I hope you suffer managed to move next to people that are fucking out of their goddamn minds? Insane. I
1: I want them to fight Katie's Joker neighbor. <laughs> and, and Nathan it. had motorcycle guy right. Yeah. For, for the longest time, we had Motorcycle Neighbor. I had Motorcycle Neighbor, too. <laughs> this is an We're anti-motorcycle podcast now. Motorcycle, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, but...
0: Oh, yeah, no problem. I was just no. like, what is that? I, I was like, did Hooch turn on the TV? I can never tell if it will come through on this,
1: because, like, the iPad's, like, background noise isolation stuff is generally pretty decent, but they're, they're so loud on
0: they're it's so a- loud. <laughs> it's okay. It's worth it for the story. <laughs> Just, like, boombox guitar combo. Very odd. <laughs> it's, it's so dope. So, obviously, the Scorpion King and Cassandra the Sorceress bone. Like, duh. And uh, Sarah pointed out that he's wearing a lot of lip gloss <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> Very out, noticeable in this he's scene. Out in the, he's out in the
1: desert. like
0: You know, gotta to protect that. You know? <laughs> She talks to Camel into helping her get back to Memnon, and he wakes up to find her gone and heads out, waking up Balthazar in the process, who, duh, helps out Scorpion King, uh, along with his band of warriors. So there's a big shindig going down at Gamora. Memnon's soldiers say they believe the sorceress is no longer at his side because she hasn't been seen around. Like, duh, Memnon, why didn't you think nobody would notice? But hey, she's here. She shows back up. Another thing I forgot about is his horrible skullet thing. Like, I don't even know what to call it.
1: Mm. It's so
0: bad. I know you have a bit of a skullet, but his is like,
1: (laughs) thumbs down. Much worse. Because it's got like, it's kind of braided in the back too. It's like.
0: I think you can also tell that he has like normal hair and then big fake hair attached to the back of his head. Yes.
1: (laughs) The like extensions
0: back there. Not impressive. So the funny guy sneaks Balthazar and a bunch of the warrior ladies in via cart while Matthias scales the walls and takes out guards. Just want to note that Michael Park Duncan is in light drag in this scene, basically, because he's in disguise with the women. And I'm like, you could just put him in there. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it, would be, it would be surprising regardless to see Michael Park Duncan, like hiding inside the back of a tiny little cart. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Cassandra lies about Memnon's success because she's lost her power of foresight because she boned the Scorpion King and Memnon calls her out on this. It's amazing. amazing. Yeah, I know. Uh-oh, I fucked somebody and lost my superpowers. Dang it. Could just
1: have been making up the whole time for all he knows.
0: I like it's to think super that. Super lucky. And she's like, just said that to be like, oh, now I don't have to be employed anymore by Memnon. Cool. Idiot for yeah, I- me so he tests her by putting snakes in vases and then spinning it around on their platform and making her guess which ones are empty or not (laughs) such a like ridiculous 2000s scene i feel just like you need to do this it's that era's version of like name three songs (laughs) yeah (laughs) like who would think like oh well
1: she might have lost her power of vision we should probably put some snakes in jars and like See, see if she can find out which ones have the snakes in them or not.
0: Like Yeah. Sure, man. Meanwhile, she's Why just not? like, Oh, um, the snake is clearly in this one that's trying to get out. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> it's like horrible hissing sounds from one of them. Like, hmm. I think I think it's in that one. So everyone starts to break in and kill people, and they're setting up explosive powder on like this. They're, the plan is to set it up on like the central column of the palace to like blow things up. Because uh, yeah. Sandra finally pulls a Cobra out, or rather a CGI Cobra, to keep Oh, them on. So. At- <laughs> Brutally bad.
1: It's so stupid. The hand and the snake don't sync up at all. So it's like the hand is half a second ahead of the snake.
0: (laughs) It happens later too with the rock. Like he he's holding a snake back from killing him, and it's clear that there's just like like a weird blue screen like puppet thing there. It's so terrible. Uh, He eventually does show up, and there's a big sword fight between him and Memnon. Uh, The funny guy and King Thea didn't find the central column thing, and they start to put down all the explosives. Memnon breaks out, ooh, two swords, but then Balthazar shows up, and him and Matthias fight side by side. Memnon takes Cassandra captive, and Matthias slow-mo catches a sword from Balthazar through fire, and then jumps through a burning curtain, and Balthazar kills the shithead who betrayed his father,
1: I love that it was like late 90s, early 2000s thing of like any kind of fantasy sci-fi movie where there's a bad guy. If we just gave him two weapons, it really makes it seem like he's a a big obstacle to overcome. And like Darth Maul, like his yeah. lightsaber, two lightsabers actually. Like, oh fuck. How he, did kill, this one? he
0: did kill Qui-Gon. He did kill Qui-Gon. That's true. He did manage to kill one of them. But yes i a thousand percent agree that like as soon as you give somebody two of something oh man it means business oh wait actually no it doesn't help them at all
2: yeah
0: he's got two chainsaws fuck me (laughs) oh this guy like remember when it was really like it was after the matrix like two guns yeah (laughs) going guns akimbo exactly oh but come on kid it gets even better it's not just two swords He lights them on fire somehow. Admittedly, again,
1: super cool,
0: but not helping you in any way here at all. Also, when you see them up close, you can tell that it is really bad CGI fire. Yeah, (laughs) yes. (laughs) So he finally gets uh, the Scorpion King down, but he kick jumps up and disarms Bemnon of his badly CGI fire swords. Which uh, the director said he had never seen a six foot three inch man do that before. So if he had tuned into
1: Monday Night Raw for the four (laughs) years prior, he would have every every Monday night.
0: Happens on a regular basis.
1: (laughs) It's constantly, constantly he's doing that.
0: Uh, And Archer shoots Matthias. Cassandra tries to save him, but he spins around and takes the arrow anyway. Uh, also, his hair looks really bad in this. Like, the wig is really fake. Everybody else is getting outnumbered. Cassandra stabs a guy with a giant serving fork. Matthias rises up, <laughs> yanks the arrow out of his back, and then takes aim at Memnon with it, who obviously doesn't catch this arrow because the movie is almost over. Oh, he man. can't catch it because he has
1: two swords.
0: And then everything explodes oh. after the funny guy oh, sets funny. off the powder. <laughs> memnon turns into a burning fireball and yells "Ah!" as he plummets down hilarious always love it, a burning bad guy at the end of the movie fantastic can't go wrong memnon or oh, burning combine them with a plus it's a great combination memnon's army bows down to matthias with him now dead he is the king of gomorrah He bids farewell to Balthazar, says some silly stuff about Destiny with Cassandra, and they're off to rule as we close out with fucking Godsmack. (laughs) Exactly what I think of when I think of the fucking Scorpion King.
1: Same. Except now, it's been replaced by Nope. And how cool that Scorpion King cast and crew hoodie that he
0: wears in it is. That is true. I did forget that this movie did kind of get its uh, reevaluation in some weird way through Nope. <laughs> like
1: watching it again, like I think I've watched it twice now since Nope has come out, and both times, like, yep, Nope, this is still a really bad movie, but I still really want that Scorpion King cast and crew hoodie. Like, <laughs> It looks really cool and it would just be really funny to have.
0: (laughs) It's the best thing about the Scorpion King's legacy. Easily. So yeah, uh, Scorpion King is uh, pretty silly. Uh, It's not great, but it's pretty harmless, you know, overall. Yeah, you could do worse. You could do a lot worse. You know, it's 90 minutes. There's nothing really that egregious in it other than it being very 2000s goofy, big budget production and nobody is actually historically accurate to the characters they're playing.
1: Yeah. Definition of the like completely forgettable, inoffensive film, you know, like 2000s action film, which honestly yeah. is kind of like The Rock's entire filmography at this point, outside of Fast and Furious, probably. is just inoffensive and forgettable.
0: Pretty much. Yeah. Not, uh, not very high up on my, uh, you know, movies that I think of with quote unquote heavy metal soundtracks, which, uh, also kind of blows. Gotta be honest. It all just sounds the same. It's no Freddy vs. Jason, that's for sure. No. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> one that I really want to do for this is Alone in the Dark, because Alone in the Dark has a fucking insane yeah. soundtrack. But I we, know that we movie, did Alone in the
1: Dark and I've I've forgotten it.
0: But I know it's not I've... good. <laughs> but the soundtrack is pretty incredible. But we'll get there. So uh yeah, have you watched anything good lately? Uh, I, I definitely have some uh, an extensive list of, of stuff here that I've been watching over the last couple of months.
1: I watched, so I have to pull up my letterboxd app, it's the only way I remember fucking anything. I watched Curse of the 49er, pretty solid, by the great John Carl Beekler of... Uh, I think Williams I have that on Williams, my list. Go to college fame. Nice. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Like, very silly sci-fi, mm-hmm. original-type film. Venomous, which was not good. <laughs> but it's got treat williams and uh it's just like hey some snakes survive a terrorist attack and escape and they spread like a horrible disease throughout a town and the military's gonna nuke it and it's like eh, weird terrible 2000 jason biggs vehicle uh loser that oh is, boy yeah that's a well, bad. what film. did you watch that
0: for because it was available
1: it was yeah it was just, it was 11 o'clock at night and i was like Okay. I watch a dumb two thousand comedy movie. I got what I asked for. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, the one like legitimately actual good movie that I've watched the past week was uh, I watched Banshee- Banshees of Inisharan this morning. Oh, we watched that pretty recently. Really
0: good. I thought that was really good too. I liked that a lot. Yeah. Very, very sad. <laughs> very, very Irish uh let's see what what did i watch uh i watched suspiria before i saw goblin do their last yeah. show, which was awesome obviously suspiria rules martyrs the feel-good hit of 2008 <laughs> that fucking movie is it's not a great time but i mean i liked it but it's not a great time <laughs> it's a lot uh, it's a lot i watched barbarian i did not like that movie
1: oh really i love yeah. barbarian
0: I was not also a fan. Not,
1: in a different way.
0: <laughs> I was not a fan of that. Um, rewatched the Descent. I am still a fan of that.
1: Yes. Not a fan of Neil Marshall, though.
0: I haven't seen anything else he's done besides, like, the Game of Thrones episodes he did. So a lot uh, of what he did after that didn't really stand out to me. Descent? Dog Soldiers.
1: Dog Soldiers is good, yes. Yeah.
0: Dog Soldiers is really good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Don't watch anything else he's done. He's done, like, the Hellboy reboot, which was bad. Uh, he's got a new one on Shudder called The Lair, which is fucking dog shit. It's so bad, I didn't even finish it, which I think speaks volumes about its quality. Wow. Because I'll fucking watch anything. Uh, <laughs> I keep seeing, like, oh, hey, Neil Marshall did this, and he did The Descent and Dog Soldiers.
0: It's cool to watch, and it's never worth a watch. It hasn't been worth a watch since The Descent. <laughs> Uh, I watched Krampus, uh, which I thought was pretty good. I thought the ending was really dumb though, but overall I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> I watched Mad God, the Phil Tippett movie. Uh, I don't really know what it was uh, about, yeah. but it was fucking, it looked cool as hell. Like, I, I really enjoyed it. The Running Man, which is like, okay. Kind of felt like Arnold was out of place on that one. Total Recall, which is perfect movie. Yes. Cyborg, uh, R.I.P. Albert Pune. Yeah. Very ridiculous and corny, but fun, so I got to Check out some more Albert P. So good. Movies. Have you ever seen the last broadcast? Uh, that sounds familiar. What uh, what is it about? It's like that found footage movie that came out around the same time as uh, Blair Witch, and it might be about the Jersey Devil and some killings. And it has like a pretty <laughs> no aggressive. Way. It's a pretty cool movie. Oh, like it that I thought, but uh, without spoiling it. The uh twist at the end, I would be interested to see what your take on it is. I do not like it personally. Okay. <laughs> it's it like counters the movie almost entirely. So oh, that's it's, but it was made on like a shoestring budget, so it's kind of interesting from like a production standpoint, but I don't like the creative choices they took with that movie. Okay. I'll um check that out. Uh, we watched Men, which I didn't really know what the fuck that movie was about. I wasn't really into it. I know some people really liked it. Felt like there were generally, people didn't think it was that great.
1: Yeah, I, I felt like one of very few people that liked it a lot.
0: Yeah, I was just like, okay, that guy's birthing himself for a reason. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, yeah, I don't know. I, was, I wasn't super into that one. Watched Nightmare on Elm Street 2 for the first time, which I liked, actually. I thought it was actually Banger. pretty good. Um, yeah,
1: it's actually really good. I can't believe it was so shat upon on release.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, it's not, like, perfect, but it's far from what the series would turn into. I've also been going through the Friday the 13th movies because they ran a special on Friday the 13th. So it's like, fuck it, I'll just buy these and finally watch them. So I've watched I watched the first one a while ago, and then I've watched two, three, four, and five. I really don't like any of these movies. Oh no, really? <laughs> no, not really. Like I guess like four was probably the best of them. Like the twist at the end of the first movie is obviously like really good, but like just everything else about the movies I don't like. So I I'm getting closer to where it just gets very very stupid. Did you only make it to four or? No, I got to five, which is like okay. the one with the imposter Jason. So I've got... I still have to get to Takes Manhattan, which okay. I'm somewhat looking forward to because I've heard it's incredibly goofy and stupid. And he punches a dude's head off in it.
1: Takes Manhattan, I think, is one of my least favorite ones, actually. Interesting. Out, outside of that, like, you know, when he makes it to quote-unquote New York, that is obviously Toronto, the whole hour leading up to that is real boring nothing nothing really happens he's on a boat like, yeah
0: that's the part that i keep telling sarah i'm like yeah he's mostly on a boat he doesn't really take me yeah
1: it's yeah he's he's in manhattan for like a, a brief 10 minute stay, but it's a pretty good 10 minutes while he's there
0: my goal for this year is to watch like the classic slasher sequels because i haven't really seen most of them i've only sort of seen like the essentials of the of the series so 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 far i've done all those Friday 13ths We watched Nightmare on Elm Street one, two, three, and seven. Um, I think, <laughs> let's be real, four, five, and six take a pretty drastic drop in quality. And I was like, I didn't really think Sarah was going to be into those. I
1: I like four and five because they're basically just three all over again. Twice. They're just
0: they're just kill movies. Yeah,
1: pretty much. It's the same same basic concept. Like, oh well the whole cast from the last one got murdered and now it's a new group of friends that learns how to fight in their dreams. And Like, it's pretty fun. I've got a dream child poster, so I'm biased. I'd like
0: dream (laughs) child. I mean, I think nightmare one, two, three and seven are all like pretty good movies. So right now I'm of the opinion that like, based on what I've seen so far, my order of preference would be, I think, Hellraiser, nightmare on Elm street Texas Chainsaw Massacre only because I haven't seen two through four Halloween and then Friday the 13th and I'm I won't include Child's Play in that just yet because I haven't seen anything past the second Child's Play and I need to give that a rewatch
1: too I think Child's Play is probably up there for me
0: yeah I am interested to see where Child's Play will go on here on the list because I what I from what I remember Nightmare on Elm Street 6 is pretty bad uh so and the halloween series takes like a 90 degree drop in quality after the third movie and then doesn't really yes. do anything good i think halloween is probably going to exist somewhere around friday the 13th for me but you know we'll see as we as i pit, tear away into this and then there's like a million hellraiser sequels
1: yeah hell hellraiser I don't know, I've got a soft spot for Hellraiser. They're all, because like every sequel to Hellraiser is not supposed to be a Hellraiser movie, so they're all (laughs) like some degree of pretty weird and endearing, so. Uh,
0: And then just some other movies I watched. Uh, I finally watched King of New York. That movie is ridiculous. Fuck yeah. But I liked it. (laughs) Fucking uh, Larry Fishburne in that movie is incredible. (laughs) Rewatch rewatch Dodgeball. Has some not great moments, but generally still pretty enjoyable. Everything, everywhere, all at once—that was great. Loved it. Watched *The Northman* finally. Uh, I think it's probably Eggers' weakest film so far. I definitely prefer *The Witch* and uh, *Lighthouse*, personally speaking. Like, it started out really good, and then I was kind of like, "He's not enough murdering in this." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I like it a whole lot. Like, I like it more than most movies probably, but I think it's—I also think it's probably his weakest. *Which*, *Which* being strongest in *Lighthouse* close second but I don't, if he if he went and just did like super fucking weird kind of meditative like Conan the Barbarian style action movies from now on
0: nah, I wouldn't be too mad about that <laughs> yeah I preferred um, Valhalla Rising if we're talking like Viking movies oh yeah watched A Knight's Tale which is a totally fine <laughs> movie albeit kind of odd uh, rewatched Rogue One I'm a big fan Watched Sideways. I fucking hated that movie. Tombstone, which rocks. Sarah's from Arizona. She'd never seen it, so we had to watch it. (laughs) Watched Santa's Little Helper, which is a terrible Christmas movie starring The Miz. Um, What the fuck? Yeah, it's so bad. I did it for a wrestling podcast. Brutal. This Place Rules, which is the Andrew Callahan documentary about far-right weirdos, and uh, since that came out he's been accused of being a fucking creep so yeah. I was kind of yeah. like mm, I don't know how to feel about this now Um, I thought it was like okay overall too like you know some interesting stuff and I have an interest in like conspiracy theory nut jobs but like and there's some bleak shit but I I don't know I, I, I kind of like struggled to see like what it was kind of really about because like a lot of this is in the news all the time yeah because we live it's like in it's just
1: the world <laughs> you know it's just The world we exist in all the time.
0: Yeah. Roadhouse, I finally watched. That movie is fucking insane. I've never seen it. Dude, it is absurd. It is so ridiculous. I was mystified by it. It is quite possibly the purest form of what people think reality was in the 80s. (laughs) And I've been watching all of the Rocky movies too, so I watched three today and i previously watched uh one and two a while ago uh fish called wanda which is a great movie highly recommend it fucking rules it's so good it's so fucking good finally saw raging bull which is great uh much better than rocky in my opinion finally got to see this i've been wanting to see this for a long time and i got it on dvd from a friend for my birthday finally saw sorcerer so fucking good I still need to watch that you you'll love it. it's 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 like the perfect mix of like vibes and also holy shit this movie is like an insane heart of darkness journey and the soundtrack <laughs> so is incredible
1: i've I've listened to the soundtrack like a hundred times. The soundtrack's fucking incredible yeah uh, like I bought it I've got the the record for it but it's just like I keep thinking i'm gonna I need to watch sorcerer. But I don't know that it's ever, like, really streaming on anything. And I just have yet to just fucking buy it. Because I know I'm going to love it.
0: It's so good. Like, it's a movie that I don't think it could come out now. And the, I don't know. It just occupies such a very small, specific time period in the history of the film. And it's really, really, really fucking interesting. And it has a really weird, like, plot line that's basically just about a bunch of guys who are... Be- a motorcycle.
1: Yeah, new new motorcycle neighbor.
0: Uh, It's basically just about a bunch of dudes that are all like criminals and lowlifes that have to bring a bunch of dynamite to an oil refinery fire, because that's the only way you can put out an oil refinery fire, and just the fucking insane crazy shit they have to deal with to get through that, to, to cross 200 miles through the fucking jungle in South America. Fuck yeah. yeah. It's so good. It's so good. I finished Better Call Saul, Primal, Andor. Mm-hmm. Watched *The Trip* and *The Trip to Italy*. Also watched uh, Guillermo del Toro's *Cabin of Curiosities*, which I thought overall was good. There was, there was one episode that I thought was really, really bad, but there were more good episodes than bad episodes in that.
1: Which one did you think was the bad one?
0: The one about the one with Ron Weasley. Oh uh, yeah, the Pikmin's
1: model is that what it was? I was one of Lovecraft ones. I thought both the Lovecraft ones were pretty weak.
0: I thought the first episode was really good. I thought the third episode with the like autopsy with F Marie Abraham yeah, was really good. one, a little too long maybe, but F Marie Abraham fucking was great in that. The stuff kind of one with
1: oh yeah with oh, like uh, skincare
0: yeah one? with with Bill Hader was it like, was a yeah. Martin Star Martin Star Martin Star yeah yeah and Kate McCucci or whatever her name was that was good and Dan Stevens and then. Um, the Panos Cosmatos one was probably the highlight. You know, yeah, that one was really great. Probably my favorite thing he's done so far. And uh, the last episode was good, too. And I'm not really a ghost person, like a big fan of... Go- I, I'm definitely not a ghost person. I'm alive. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not a really big fan of ghost stories, but I did like that one. I thought it was solid. I thought the one, the rat one was like whatever. And then the, the Ron Weasley one was really bad. And I thought there was another one that was in there that, I, oh, the one with Crispin Glover was like, I was like, uh, this was not great. But overall leaned good than, than that, I thought. And uh, so yeah. far, I we started watching The Last of Us, been watching Fargo, and that Day of the Dead show that you guys were talking about, which is, uh, it's okay. It's, it's not great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Zombies look so good in it. And I'm like, man, I wish... This was better. I'll say
1: Stephen's stuff in it is real good. And yes, uh, I was not a fan of much of anything else.
0: <laughs> no. So, and uh, because this did start out as a uh, doom metal podcast, I'll just quickly do some doom wrecks to, uh, you know, keep up with the, the times. Uh, I really liked the Choral Tombs by Ahab. You can listen to my interview with them at Toilet of Hell. Uh, this new album by the band Tribunal off 20 bucks been is fucking great it's oh, like real so good oh, isn't it it's awesome it's like real old school gothy doomy vibes
1: it's perfect
0: love it and uh, the new album by uh, nephilim's news is really good too so that's what i've been listening to and uh yeah so that was uh, the scorpion king and uh kit you got like anything you want to shout out or anything like that check out my
1: my other podcast uh, i hope you suffer i think we are i hope you suffer pod on instagram uh, Nathan, Nathan is our our plug and hype guy, so I forget all of the stuff. He runs all the <laughs> socials. So, well, if you look up, I hope you suffer. It's it's on there. Uh, we've been banned from Twitter like a thousand times and gave up on gave up on Twitter. So, don't look for us there.
0: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone should give up on Twitter.
1: Yeah, basically, it's awful. It's it slightly more unusable every day, which is kind of fun. Get home from working like ten hours and log in for the first time, and it's like, oh how is this broken
0: today? Yeah, I don't uh, use Twitter. I just read one Twitter account on there. And every time I log on to look at it, it just says like this, this tweet is unavailable. And then I it just loads (laughs) out of nowhere. It's really bizarre. It just doesn't work. Like, I used to not be able to look at it very much, because I would scroll down and be like, join Twitter to be able to see more and whatever, whatever person Elon fired that was in charge of the make sure people don't look at twitter unless they have an account and whatever function they turned off you can leave it off thank you for that yeah <laughs> so um uh no movies from green hell or dire doom on twitter you can just follow it on instagram like it on facebook uh next episode will be out first friday of april we will uh, i don't know put out a tease or something as to uh, what it is um i'm sure it's uh I, i'll give a slight hint it'll be just as early 2000s as this fucking movie dun, dun. my shout out uh i'm gonna shout out fight like hell the book by kim kelly about the history of uh labor unions in the country it's a very good read very informative kim's nice. good people and uh, will shout out hooch too
1: uh, yeah sorry he's there's a dog in the courtyard that barked so he's he's up no. uh. Uh. he's I gotta he's gotta, yeah. he's gotta
0: defend his territory
1: yeah, it's like you weigh nineteen pounds, you your bark is not terribly intimidating, like
0: <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna be able to take that you're bit. gonna be able to take that big boy out. Like,
1: as as far as I know, he can't even bite. It's like has a very tiny jaw.
0: Come on. <laughs> I mean, he basically looks like a small alien frog. He does. He's he is a Muppet. Like
1: <laughs> he's not a real animal. He's a Muppet.
0: Yeah, but he rules and he's your Muppet. Yeah yes i love them <clears throat> we stand hooch on this podcast uh all right well I, that'll do it for this uh episode of movies from green hell thank you for coming on again kit i'm sure we'll have you back on again in the future at some point check out i hope you suffer and we'll see you next time for whatever dog shit we have to sit through. <laughs> about an hour now and sometime very soon. Ah, uh, you see?